week's podcast. And for this week, we're going to be going over the enzyme structure and function. Now let's get started. First off, what are enzymes? Enzymes are usually proteins, though some ribonucleic acid RNA molecules act as enzymes too. Enzymes create conditions needed for chemical reactions to happen fast. In other words, enzymes are catalysts. They increase the speed of a reaction that happens inside living things without itself being consumed. Now, let's go over the enzyme structure. As we mentioned, enzymes are proteins. So, they consist of chains of amino acids that are connected by peptide bonds. An enzyme may have one or more of these polypeptide chains, which are folded into their tertiary or quaternary structure. As you may remember, there are four levels of protein structure. Primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary. The function of the enzyme is determined by the sequence of amino acids, or types of amino acids, and the shape of the string. The sequence of the amino acids within the polypeptide chain is distinct in each enzyme. And this is what determines the unique three-dimensional shape in which the chains are folded. It's the three-dimensional structure of an enzyme that determines its activities. Now, how do enzymes work? Enzymes lower activation energy. The activation energy of a chemical reaction is the minimum energy that is needed to make the reaction happen. Both in a reaction without an enzyme and with an enzyme, the reactant must absorb enough energy to reach the top of the activation energy barrier so that the reaction can process. The activation energy barrier is lower when an enzyme is involved. The lower barrier allows an enzyme catalyst reaction to proceed much more rapidly. But how do enzymes lower the activation energy? Enzymes lower the activation energy of a reaction by binding to reactant molecules and holding them in such a way that the chemical bond breaking and bond forming processes take place more readily. The chemical reactants to which an enzyme binds are called substrates. And the location within the enzyme where the substrate binds is called the enzyme's active site. Now, it's important to know that the matching between an enzyme's active site and the substrate isn't just like two puzzle pieces fitting together. Instead, the active site of the enzyme has to undergo a conformational change while binding to the substrate. In other words, an enzyme changes shape slightly when it binds its substrate, resulting in an even tighter fit. This adjustment of the enzyme to snugly fit the substrate is called induced fit. Another fact about enzymes is that they're reusable. Now, enzymes are not reactants and they're not used up during the reaction. Once an enzyme binds to a substrate and catalyzes the reaction, the enzyme is released, unchanged, 
and can be used for another reaction. This means that for each reaction, there does not need to be a 1 to 1 ratio between enzyme and substrate molecules. Now it's worth mentioning that enzymes are specific. Each type of the enzyme typically only reacts with one or a couple of substrates. Some enzymes are more specific than others and will only accept one particular substrate. Other enzymes can act on a range of molecules as long as they contain the type of bond or chemical group that the enzyme targets. Now, let's review some important properties of enzymes. Enzymes are specific because only specific substrate molecules fit into their active sites. The enzymes take part in the reaction, but they are not used up. The enzymes emerge unchanged from the reaction. For every enzyme, there are optimal conditions under which it's most effective. For example, the optimal temperature and the optimal pH. And enzymes are proteins. So high temperatures would denature the enzyme, altering the protein's specific shape and thus destroying its function. Now, what are some of the factors affecting enzyme activity? Some factors that can affect enzyme activity would be the temperature, pH, and substrate or enzyme concentration. Now, for temperature, the raising of temperature generally speeds up a reaction, and lowering temperature slows down a reaction. However, extreme high temperatures can cause an enzyme to denature, meaning it would lose its shape and stop working. Now moving on to the pH. Each enzyme has an optimum pH range. Changing the pH outside of this range will slow enzyme activity. Extreme pH values can cause enzymes to denature. Next, we have enzyme concentration. Now, increasing the enzyme concentration will speed up the reaction as long as there is a substrate available to bind to. Once all of the substrates are bounded, the reaction will no longer speed up since there will be nothing for additional enzymes to bind to. And next, we have substrate concentration. Now, increasing substrate concentration also increases the rate of reaction to a certain point. Once all of the enzymes have binded, any substrate increase will have no effect on the rate of the reaction as the available enzymes will be saturated and working at their maximum rate. Now, you may have heard about cofactor and coenzymes. Many enzymes need to bind to other non-protein helper molecules, so they work optimally. These non-protein molecules are called cofactors. They may attach temporarily to the enzyme through ionic or hydrogen bonds, or permanently through stronger covalent bonds. Some common cofactors are iron ions and magnesium ions. For example, DNA polymerase, which is the enzyme that builds DNA molecules, 
requires magnesium ions to function. Now, moving on to coenzymes. Coenzymes are a subset of cofactors that are organic molecules, meaning that they're carbon-based. Some vitamins act like coenzymes. An example is vitamin C. Vitamin C is a coenzyme for several enzymes that take part in building the protein collagen, a key part of connective tissue. So, to sum it up, cofactors are non-protein, small inorganic compounds and ions, whereas coenzymes are non-protein organic molecules. While enzymes increase the rate of reaction, there are compounds that modify the properties of the enzyme. They slow down the reaction rate or, in some cases, stop the reaction altogether. They are called inhibitors. Inhibitors are chemicals that interfere with an enzyme's activity. Now, there are two kinds of inhibitors competitive inhibitors and non-competitive inhibitors. Let's see how each of them work. Competitive inhibitors bind to the active site of the enzyme and they block binding of the substrate. The inhibitor competes with the substrate for the enzyme. Now, non-competitive inhibitors do not block the substrate from binding to the active site. Instead, it attaches to another site called the allosteric site. Its binding changes the enzyme's shape so that the active site no longer fits the substrate and blocks the enzyme from doing its job. This inhibitor is called non-competitive because the inhibitor and substrate can both be binded at the same time. Now, summarizing today's podcast. To summarize, enzymes are usually proteins. They speed up the reaction rate by lowering the activation energy. Enzymes lower the activation energy of a reaction by binding to reactant molecules and holding them in such a way that the chemical bond-breaking and bond-forming processes take place more readily. Enzymes are reusable and they are specific. Cofactors and coenzymes help enzymes work optimally, while inhibitors interfere with an enzyme's activity. That summarizes today's podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Science Based Podcast. See you next week.